Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We are now halfway through the book of Esther. We're in chapter 5, looking at verses 1 through 4 in the God's Word translation. So far in the book, Esther, who's an orphan and a Jew, uh, adopted by her cousin, has uh, you know, gain the favor of the king. She's the queen now. And um, an enemy of her uncle, Mordecai, Haman, has made, uh, kind of talked the king into making a decree that all Jews must be killed. And he set his time, he set his edict, and it's gone out. So Mordecai, who is Esther's uncle, cousin rather, has asked her to go to speak to the king, even though it could cost her her life. But let's listen to uh, chapter 5, verses 1 through 4 in the God's Word translation. On the third day, Esther put on her royal robes. She stood in the courtyard of the king's palace, facing the king's throne room. The king was sitting on the royal throne inside the palace, facing the entrance. When the king saw Queen Esther standing in the entrance, she won his favor. So the king held out the golden scepter that was in his hand to Esther. Esther went up to him and touched the top of the scepter. Then the king asked her, What is troubling you, Queen Esther? What would you like? Even if it is up to half of the kingdom, it will be granted to you. So Esther answered, If it pleases you, your majesty, come today with Haman to a dinner I have prepared for you. Again, this is Esther chapter 5, verses 1 through 4 in the God's Word translation. I'll be back to share insights and we'll close with prayer. This is Hope Scott. I am your host of Five Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thanks for listening, subscribing, and following my podcast. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Good Pods, or wherever you hear podcasts. Also, please like and follow Five Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Twitter. Then again was Esther chapter 5 verses 1 through 4 in the uh, God's Word translation. But let me start with what Matthew Henry wrote. It says, The last news we had of Haman left him in his cups. And that was in chapter 3 verse 15. Our last news of Queen Esther left her in tears, fasting and praying. Now this chapter begins with Esther's joy, in her joys, because now she has fasted and she's about to go and speak to her husband, the king. But let's listen to the rest of it. Esther takes action on behalf of her people by visiting the, uh, the king uninvited. And remember, the king is her husband. It's been more than a month since she has uh, last seen him. Uh, she's violating court etiquette at the risk of her life because the situation is urgent. 
Remember, you cannot approach the king unless you've been invited. And so she's going uninvited. Esther's, um, she's boldly approaching him um, at the at the end of her fast. So her fast is finished and she's not wasting any time. She wants to go ahead and do what she promised her cousin Mordecai that she would do. So on the third day, when she, her devotions were fresh and her spirits were high, she addressed the king. And again, the king is her husband. Some think that the three days fast was only one whole day and two whole nights, uh, which in which time they did not take any food at all. And that this is called three days, as Christ laying in the grave is an example of three days. On the third day, Esther made her appearance to, uh, at the court. She put on her royal apparel that she might make a better impression on the king and laid aside her fasting clothes so she didn't go and her clothes that she wore when she was, you know, in fasting or mourning. She put on clothes that were appropriate to go to the court. She put on fine clothes, not to please herself, but to please her husband and because of court protocol. She stood in the inner court before her husband, the king, expecting her doom. Because remember, if he didn't stretch out that scepter, it meant death to her. So she stood there expecting her doom. So she's between hope and fear. And the throne room is a formal setting. The king is likely surrounded by his cupbearer and other attendants and, of course, guards. So if he says, off with her head, they are right there. They are ready and willing to do it. But I'm sure, just like she gained favor with the king, she probably has favor with everyone in that court. The reception which the king gave her was favorable. When he saw her, she obtained favor in his sight. And I love how Josephus, which who is a, a historian, how he describes it. He says that she took two maids with her. Uh, on one she leaned, while the other bore her train. Her countenance was cheerful and very amiable, but her heart was in anguish. And the king the king's countenance shone with majesty. At first he looked fiercely upon her, and when she grew pale and fainted and bowed herself on the head of the, of the maid that was with her, the king got up from his throne and he leaped from his throne, is what uh, Josephus says. And he said, he said uh, but then God changed the spirit of the king. So in fear, he leaped from his throne, took her in his arms till she came to herself. And he comforted her with loving words. And that was just such a beautiful picture. I just had to share it. And I'm about to run out of time. But Esther was protected by her king when he um, put the scepter out for her to touch. And she did touch it. So she did get um, permission to come and speak to him. And he uh, said, I guess looking at her, like he could tell something was wrong. So he said, whatever it is, up to half of my kingdom, I will give you. And of course, that was a proverbial expression. It wasn't literal. It's an idiom. 
but it was to let her know that whatever she asked, he would not deny. And Esther invites the king and Haman to dinner, probably to keep Haman from becoming suspicious. And of course it works. I say she's smart, she's classy, and the saying that we say all the time, you keep your enemies close by, and that's what she's doing. So uh, her fast is over, and she is um, ready to do whatever God has for her to do for her people. Let's pray. Father, we thank you again as we study your word. Thank you for that picture of boldness. Thank you for showing us how a believer, once we have uh, communed with you, how you give us that boldness to do what you've placed in our hearts to do. Thank you, Father, for that picture. Thank you that uh, for the favor that you put up on us so that even uh, someone who does not like us at all because of your favor, Father, they can't help but to find favor in us. And it's not us. It's all you. And we thank you for that, Father. Thank you for your um, the Holy Spirit that protects even in situations where life could be just snapped away from you just by the king saying, I don't want to see you. Thank you, God, that you're not like that king, like earthly kings. We don't have to come, um, we don't have to wait for your golden scepter to enter into your throne room. We thank you for that, Father. We thank you. We can come boldly before your throne of grace. We thank you, Father. Father, we're praying for those who need you in a special way. And Father, we're thanking you in advance for answered prayer, even as Esther received an answer from her prayers and her fasting that gave her favor to go before her king, her husband. We bless your name, Father, in the name of Jesus, in the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed.